we're going to speak on the name Abigail, you might say, well, what more can we get a lot from it? And there's a lot more in the story of Abigail. There are two Abigails in the scripture. One becomes David's wife, King David, and the other Abigail is David's niece. So if you have your Bible, will you turn with me, please, to the scriptures? And we're going to read from the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 25. 1 Samuel chapter 25. We're going to read the first three verses of the chapter. 1 Samuel 25 verse 1. And Samuel died, and all the Israelites were gathered together and lamented him and buried him in his house at Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. And there was a man of Maon whose possessions were in Carmel. And the man was very great, and he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a good woman, a woman of good understanding and of beautiful countenance. But the man was churlish and evil in his doings, and he was of the house of Caleb. Let's just pray again. Father, would you put your seal of approval not only on the dedication of Abigail, but would you put your seal of approval on the re- of the reading of your word in public this morning. Lord, lo, the winds are blowing and the rain is falling, yet, Lord, you command them all. So we will say that this is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes, Lord, and we will say this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Take thine own word and glorify your name. For, Father, we thank you for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we ask it. Amen. David is on the run from Saul, the king of Israel. David has some of his men with him, and Samuel the prophet is a great prophet in Israel. He's a great stay for the hand of Saul and a great stay for David. When Samuel, it was he that anointed David whom the Lord had chosen. David whom the Lord had elected to be anointed with oil and to be king over Israel. Now the promise had not yet come to pass, but in God's timing, it will. You see, we can trust the timing of the Lord. And sometimes we want it all to happen today or maybe yesterday. But we can trust the timing of the Lord when sometimes we are impatient. And sometimes it looks impossible. And things look impassable. We can trust the hand of the Lord and his timing. For the Lord is never too early, the Lord is never too late, but the Lord is always on time. So trust his timing this morning. David was on the run from Saul, but the timing of the Lord was not yet nigh. 
Some of his men had been in the fields and seen the herdsmen of Nabal. Nabal was a man, we're told, of great possessions. Nabal was a man who had plenty and more than enough. And then, of course, they go in after being sent by David to ask if Nabal would give them a little because they were good. They were peaceable to Nabal's servants and shepherds in the field. Nabal, as we read in the scriptures, was a churlish man. Nabal was an ignorant man, it means. Nabal was a crass man. In fact, later on in the chapter, we read that Abigail, when she comes to David, she says, Nabal, her own husband, was a man of Belial. Belial was, is typifies Satan. Belial typifies the devil. And so she actually calls him a man of Belial to David. So when Nabal had refused David's servants, they report back to David and he's about to go and wreak havoc on Nabal. Abigail hearing what had happened to David's servants. She quickly gathers some of the foods together. You, you can read it later in the chapter. And she gets bread and she gets wine and raisins and different things, gets them together. And she hurriedly goes to meet David before there's any trouble that comes upon the family. She doesn't tell, tell her husband Nabal, but rather she goes in private to give it to stem that hand of wrath. Makes me think of how only the blood of Christ can stem the hand, as it were, of wrath of God upon the sinner. Here David, here he who is the greater David's son, here he is the, the Lord Jesus Christ, he typifies the, the wrath of God coming upon the devilish hearts of men, the greedy, ignorant, Christless hearts of men. And coming as it were, as Christ will in the clouds of glory, it's only by the grace of God, it's only by the mercy of God, it's only by Christ interposing His precious blood it's only through the blood of the Lamb that we are saved and forgiven. And the wrath of God cannot find us. The wrath of God cannot find us who are under the blood of Christ because we are covered in the precious blood. And so she hurriedly goes to find David. Now, there are a lot of interesting things about this woman. It says, in fact, many commentators, they have noted her down as a woman of beauty and a woman with brains. A woman with, of beauty and a woman with brains. Look at our reading this morning. Look at verse 3. Now, the name of the man was Nabal. And the name of his wife, Abigail, and she was a woman of good understanding. She was a woman 
of brains, a woman with wisdom. She understood, as it were, the signs of her times, that which was happening. Oh, that many in the church would understand even. Many ministers would understand. Many pastors, many preachers would understand the signs of the times that we're in and tell the people and warn them and not be mealy-mouthed and backward at coming forward to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ and the need of the hour of the wrath that would come upon Nabal's houses like the wrath that will come upon the earth. This woman had an understanding. She was a woman with brains. And notice what it says, and of a beautiful countenance. She was attractive. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Did you know the word good, kalos, also means I am the attractive, I am the winsome shepherd. Oh, how he attracted us. How he's winsome to us. He attracts us in our sin when we're dead in trespasses and sins. He, he attracts us through the Spirit's quickening, through the regeneration of the Holy Ghost. And he's winsome to us. There with irresistible grace, with irresistible grace, we are drawn by the Spirit to the Lord Jesus Christ. And with irresistible grace there, He works in us and He moves in us until we can no longer resist the winsomeness of Christ and His work on the cross. And there we have seen Him bearing our sins away in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins might live on the righteousness. And oh, how we love him because he first loved us. Here we find that if we note here, this woman had brains as well as beauty. Nabal, as I said, he was a, it says he was a churlish man. He was ignorant. He was a harsh a rude, a greedy man. With It means to have a brutal character. A brutal character. And a man with a character like that, although an Israelite, he was a man of Belial, his wife says. He was a man of the devil. Do you know, in 1930, a man called Anton LaVey was born. And Anton LaVey founded the Church of Satan in San Francisco. I think it was around 1967. He died in 1997 at the age of 67. And Anton LaVey has written several publications. Founding the Church of Satan, he wrote what was known as the Satanic Bible. Among other writings, like the Satanic Witch is another one, and I don't want to give the devil the glory of him, but he wrote other books. And then the Satanic Bible, he wrote on a, on a, a portion, a book of it. There's four main books in it. And one of them was called the Book of Belial. And he takes Belial and he says, Belial is not 
a bad man, a bad person. But Belial is a man who has no headship or authority, nor believes in a sovereign being over him, but rather is his own man, but rather does his own thing and looks out for his own good to prosper himself in this earth and even to live his own ways in a hedonistic lifestyle. That's what he writes, paraphrased in the book. And that's what the world has now all over the media and the social media. That's the sound it is. Find yourself. Love yourself. Follow your heart. Be your own person. Be your own God. Do your own thing. Live your life your way. There is no God. And the Bible says the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. You see this satanic movement that we are in today, that we see in our land and in the nations of the world, this communist, Marxist, liberal, leftist, socialist agenda is nothing but Belial. Murdering babies. Taking that which is good and calling it evil. And that which is evil and calling it good. And oh, it's having its way at this time. But the man Nabal was off Belial. And there are many Nabals in our earth and in our nation today walking among us. Rude and crass and ignorant. Brutal men. Brutal men who want to control the masses. Brutal men who are the elitists in society and in the world. But I can tell you, just as David was coming with the wrath upon Nabal, so Christian be a Encouraged and be aware today that Christ is coming and Christ will take his revenge and the wrath of God will be poured out upon the Nabals of this world. Friend, brother, sister, thank God we have found wisdom. Thank God we have found the beauty of Christ rather he found us and we have received and we are ready. We are blood bought. We are blood washed. We are watching and we are waiting. We are looking and we are praying for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice here as we turn to this chapter. Notice this. This man, Nabal, in the same household as Abigail. Now, Abigail means, listen to this, the joy of the father. Or it means the father's joy is my source. The father's joy is my source. You see, Christian, you and I, we have a source, a source of power, 
a source of love, the source of mercy, the source of grace. Oh, the source of joy. And the source is our Heavenly Father. The source is through the Lord Jesus Christ and found in Him alone. The source is in our hearts by the Holy Spirit of God who has sealed us unto the day of, his, of our redemption and of His coming. Take note. The word Abigail comes from two words. Av. Av means father. And Gehil means to rejoice or to have joy. To rejoice or to have joy. You know this woman, she goes to David and she returns home. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. The joy of the Father, the source of her, of her hope and of her joy is the Father. And here she comes home to the brutal, churlish, ignorant, crass man of Nabal. And there she comes home and tells him that, finds him on the wine, finds him on the drink. Brother, are you a Christian with one mouth praises Christ? Maybe praising him this morning, yet last night your lips were sipping at the wine. Your mouth was drinking at the cup. There you were taking off the alcohol. It should never be so, friend. Nabal is at the wine. He's at the drink. She doesn't tell him until it says they'll drink. The wine had gone out of him. The next morning he had his hangover. And there the next morning she tells him she had been with David and brought him the goods that she had brought him. And there are Nabal, that old blackguard, so wrapped up in his possessions, so bitter. Oh, friend, to have a bitter heart before God is not of the Spirit. Too many Christians carry too much bitterness. To have a bitter spirit is not of the Holy Ghost. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faith, goodness, meekness, and temperance. That is the Christian heart. That is the Christian spirit. We find here, Nabal has a different spirit altogether. Nabal, he takes the words of Abigail. And when he takes the words of Abigail, they're eating him up. Instead of blessing him, instead of encouraging him, instead of helping him. See, that's what the Word of God does, friend. The Word of God is sweet to the taste, but it's like bitter to the belly sometimes because there's a yielding to the Word. There's an accepting of the Word. There's a reverencing the Word. And oh, she speaks the word to him. And what does he do? He takes heart failure. He takes heart failure. 
And he dies. Read the chapter. He takes heart failure. And Nabal dies. Praise God there's coming a time. That there's an eternal death coming. In the lake of fire for the devil. Praise God that he's still on the throne. And he's never once relinquished. His sovereign power. Over all the universe. And on this earth. Nabal dies. And Abigail goes to David and she's married on to David glory to God the bridegroom's coming and those of us whose joy and source is the father and those of us who are like as it were received the word with gladness who have yielded to the word of God and been saved we will see our bridegroom And we will be married to our great David, the Lord Jesus Christ. Take note here of something. Nabal did not know that he would die. Nabal didn't know the next day would bring forth his death. Proverbs 27 and verse 1 tells us, Boast not thyself of tomorrow. For thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Think of Luke chapter 12. In that man who had gathered up much goods. Remember he had great harvest. He had enough room to put it in. So he turns down his barns and he builds bigger. And when he does it he takes a look at it and he says. I will say unto my soul, soul. Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thy knees, eat, drink, and be merry. Listen. But God said unto him, Thy fool, this night thy soul will be required of thee. Friend, how soon the wrath of God can fall upon a sinful soul. How soon a life can be snuffed Snuffed out and brought into eternity. For man's breath is in his nostrils. And only by the grace of God. Does God allow man to breathe. Every breath he takes. We're told that Nabal. He died. Nabal. He died. Notice here. Abigail. Is the rejoicing. Or means the rejoicing. Of the father. Here's something to note. The word Abigail. Ab father and Gil. Gehil means also to rejoice. To have joy. But listen. It also means. Gives the idea of a circle. A circle. In other words you have a circle of friends. It gives the idea of a contemporaries. Circle of friends. Contemporaries. Bringing joy, bringing the gospel, bringing the word, speaking the blood and the sacrifice of Christ in your family circle to your contemporaries, whoever they are and wherever you go. It gives the idea of a group of people, an elect company. She brings the source of joy to the elect company of David. 
and his men that are with him. Oh, how God brings joy to the elect of God, to the hearts of men and women. Gives the idea of the company of the saved, the company of the blood-washed, the company of God's own redeemed people. I think of it as a reaping, a sowing and a reaping. It gives the idea you give it out and it comes back again. You give it out and it comes back again. Circulates around. Listen, we love him because he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us. That's the idea. And if you know the love of God, you'll show love to others. You'll show love to the brother and the sister you don't agree with. There's a hard one for you, isn't it? If you find the mercy of God, if mercy has found you, if you've received it, then you'll be merciful unto others. If you know the grace of God, then you will be gracious unto others. I think of that woman who came to the Lord and she was going to be put out of the house of the Pharisee. Simon his name was. And there the Lord sat and she came in and she washed the Lord's feet with her very tears and dried his feet with the hairs of her head. And oh how I can't help but think of how when that woman came in and she ministered unto the Lord and the Lord, I'm paraphrasing for time, and the Lord said unto Simon, you didn't wash my feet when I came in. You didn't look after me in this way. You didn't respect me, reverence me in this way. But she did. And, and at the end of it, he says, those who are forgiven much will love much. And if God has forgiven you much, you will love much. You'll love him much. You may say, preacher, why do you love Jesus? First of all, I love him because he first loved me. But why do I love him? Because he's forgiven me much. He has forgiven me much more than I could tell. He's forgiven me much more than I could even realize myself or know or understand. So I love him much for all that he's done for me, for who he is and for what he's given to me. And I love him because he first loved me. This is the idea of Gehil. Rejoicing in the love of Christ. Rejoicing in the grace of God. It gives the idea of someone to spin around. I love him. It's the idea of it. David danced and spun around when they brought the Ark of the Covenant in the Jerusalem. Spun around and he spun around only wearing a linen, linen uh, loincloth and he fought. And he jumped around in circles, praising him, 
slaying the animals, blood on the ground. He went a few paces and he done it again and he done it again and he done it again the whole way down the road while the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant in. Spinning around, jumping around, loving God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Wonderful Jesus, praise you. Oh, I bless you. Oh, how's your heart today? I'm not ashamed of him. And I'm not ashamed, oh my Lord, nor to defend his cause. Maintain the honor of his word, the glory of his cross. I must close. Notice this. Just to close, I'd like to talk about the Father rejoicing. We find that in Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 17. I've written it down in a little post-it here. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. Glory to God, he's mighty all the time. Notice he will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. See the word he will joy over thee with singing. It's the same word, gehil. And it gives the idea that God, as it were, he rejoices, he sings, he glees over his own, for he has set his love upon them. And they are bought with the blood of his son. He rejoices over you with singing. To rejoice over you with singing. It means to sing. To shout. To triumph. To proclaim through a song. And it gives the idea of a ringing cry. Listen. A ringing singing triumphant cry through heaven remember the Lord Jesus and he said that there's joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth now look we always think it's the angels rejoicing and they are rejoicing but it's not the angels joy I want you to want you to catch this now. It's not the angel's joy. It means the, there's, there's joy, listen, in the presence of the angels. In the presence of the angels means it's the Father's joy. And the angels are in that joyful presence. And they joy with God. They joy with the Father. Because the Father joys at every sinner that his son came to save has repented, showing, proving the sovereignty of almightiness. The Father's rejoicing is the source of our joy this morning. When you got saved, the Father rejoiced at it. When you got saved, the angels were in the presence of the Father's joy. 
and the Father's joy was among their presence. And when Christ comes again, we will be with our Father in the Lord Jesus Christ. We will be with the angels of glory. And we will be with the redeemed of the Lord. And we, brother, sister, will sing the songs of Zion, triumphing at the Father's goodness. Unto him who hath loved us and washed us from our sins. To him be the glory forever. Amen, we will sing. So Abigail, she comes and she says, David, have mercy. Here is off Nabal's possessions. He receives and he marries Abigail. May God bless his word to us for when Christ comes we will be married unto him the bride and the bridegroom. May God bless each and every one of you this morning. May God bless you for coming out in such a morning.